Well, good morning again, and welcome. Um, my name is Micah, and um, my wife's name is Essie, which is short for Esther, if you forget. You can call her Esther, and sh- we both answer to hey you <laughs> as well. Um, but we are just so honored to be here with you today. Thank you for worshiping with us, even though um, some of you we just met for the first time today, and some of you we haven't even said hi yet to, but um, we just thank you for worshiping with us. Even people online, thank you for worshiping with us. Um, so we're going to share, or I'm going to share, just a, ch- a challenge from the Word of God, and then and then after I'm done with that, we'll respond, um, and then we're going to share a little more about who we are. Um, and what we're doing, and what God has called us to. Um, so you might be confused a little bit until the end, um, but it's just because uh, the place we're going is a sensitive place, and so when it's when things are broadcast, we have to be careful. So we're going to share from the Bible, and then we'll share later uh, a little bit more. Does this sound good? Okay, cool. So it might be a little cloudy still about who we are, but... Um, we are from here, Minnesota. Uh, Sox Center is where we live. If you know where Sox Center is, it is uh, where the original Main Street is, apparently. Um, so we're told. And, and we've lived there for um, five years, coming up on five years. And we have three boys. Um, Austin, I don't know if you have that picture, but um, if you do, you can show that. Three boys, Judah is four, uh, Cyrus is going to be two, or sorry, going to be three, he would not like if I, if he knew I said that, he's going to be three in uh, a couple days, and then our youngest is Justice, and he is about one, he's almost one, so if my wife was up here, she would tell you exactly how many days old they are, but I like to round up, so, um, and they do too. So th- this is our family, and, and we are, as a family, called to go to Northern Asia, a country there. Um, and so, like I said, we'll tell you more about that later, but now you kind of have a picture of who we are. Uh, we want to say thank you to Pastor Gary and Carrie for inviting us to come. Um, we've, we've been doing this where we share our story. We've been doing this since January Eighth of 2020, so it's been a year. Um, I guess we're always sharing our story, aren't we? We should be, at least. But uh, in this kind of a setting on Sundays at churches and, and uh, at meetings, we share our story. And so this, is, uh, this, is, this has been about a year of our lives so far, and we love it. We get to do this. We get to go around and, and sometimes lead worship, but also get to share our story, whether that's five minutes or five seconds or 30 minutes, right? And so we love to do this. So thank you, Cross Lake Church family, all of you here and then online. Thank you for being passionate about God and his kingdom going to all the nations, but also his kingdom coming here, right here in Cross Lake. Um, So thank you for doing that, and we're honored to be here. So um, my prayer is that as I share from the word of God, that that the Holy Spirit would would speak to you because our words sometimes fall short, short, don't they? 
they are uh, they are our words, right? And so our prayer is that God would take our words, to take my words, and just bring them further, and that something, at least something, would stick out from what I say today, or from what I read today. That something would stick out and challenge you, and 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 help you to change, or be or or go f- a little further towards Jesus. Sound good? And so that's what my prayer is as I share from from the Bible here. Um, so my wife and I were watching a show this week um, on one of the platforms where you watch shows, right? The new kind of thing where we don't even have TV anymore. We just have these platforms, right? And so we were watching this show, and they said th- there's so many things that are said in shows that kind of just kind of, they kind of go in our ear and out the other, and they don't mean anything. But there's other things that have a lot of meaning, and they're said kind of nonchalantly, right? You know what I'm saying? Even in commercials, like, it might not even be said. It's something that is happening, and we kind of just are like, well, whatever. What was that? That was weird. But this this specific uh phrase and what this person said stuck out to me and it and it really bothered me and it, and it was this it's a concept and you might recognize it they she said something to the effect of i'm so glad that i can live my own truth have you guys heard that before <laughs> and doesn't that sound so cuddly and cozy if you say it and you're just like yes that's so nice and i'm not going to make any enemies if i say that right and it's when she said it, it was like everybody was kind of clapping and cheering, and, and it was it was like this competition show, and it was just like, you know, good for you, You're living your own truth. And I just was, it hit me, and I was like, what does that mean? What does it mean? Um, and I thought, who are they talking about? <laughs> Whose truth are they talking about? Uh, and and it's not just this phrase, and it's not just this show, and it, it it goes throughout so many things in our culture. But this is just what really stuck out, stuck out to me. And so, the problem with that is is the is the question: Who are you talking to? Whose truth are you talking about? Because we can ask everybody in this room or whoever's listening. Tell me, what are you living for? Tell me what is your purpose in life? Why are you here? What is your aim? What is your what what gets you up in the morning and keeps you going and keeps you living on this earth? What why? And why should I what what can I learn from you, right? And and the thing is that everybody has a different idea of what that means, right? Um what truth is even in simple things like like history of the history of our world, where did things come from, and what happened in the 1940s, or what happened back in the year 200 A.D. You know what happened. Um, and so, if my truth is true, and your truth is true, and Bob down the street's truth is true, then what is true? Right? What is true? Um, so if you have a Bible, I want you to turn with me to John 18. John 18. Because when I ever, whenever I have these little things that are bothering me, I usually, or I should, go to the Bible because there's answers in this book. Did you know that? There's answers here. So, um, John 18. And this moment in the Bible 
is kind of an intense moment. Um, Jesus has been arrested. His disciples have left him. He's by himself. He's being questioned. Um, very uncomfortable, right? And now he's standing before the Roman governor of the area at the time. So they're in, they're in Israel, which Rome had, has ruled and is ruling at this time. And so this man named Pontius Pilate is standing before Jesus, asking him all these questions, right? Um, and I remember a, a time when I, so I went to North Central University that's where my, I met my wife. It's a, a Christian university in, in the cities, uh, Minneapolis. <laughs> and and uh, I remember somebody coming up to the, to the in chapel and standing up here and saying this. Why did Jesus come to earth? <laughs> he, he asked this student body this, and we're all, we're all studying the Bible, right? And other things, but the Bible. And so I feel like everybody, including me, had in our hearts, I know why. He came to die for my sins. And to, you know, to bring life to humans, right? To give us hope. And he's like, I'm going to tell you why. And he, and he opened up to John 18 and he told me and he read and Jesus says, uh, he gives a direct answer. Now, Jesus came to die for our sins, right? He came to die and to, and to defeat death in the grave and rise again, which he did. But he gives a direct answer here, which I just want to read together. It's John 18. 33 to 37. So I'm going to read a couple of verses here, um, but just bear with me. It's, it'll go quick. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. So this is Jesus talking. Um, and Pilate. Pilate asks the question. He says this, verse 33. Pilate went back to his headquarters and called for Jesus to be brought to him. He says, are you the king of the Jews? 34. Jesus replied, is, is this your own question or did others tell you uh, about me? 35, I, am I a Jew? Pilate retorted. He's insulted. He's, he's, he's getting angry. Your own people and their leading priests brought you to me for trial. Why? What have you done? Verse 36, my kingdom is not an earthly kingdom. If it were, my followers would fight to keep me from being handed over to Jewish leaders. But my kingdom is not of this world. Uh, verse 37, Pilate said, so you are a king. Jesus responded, you say I am a king. Actually, I was born and came into this world to testify to the truth. And all who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. Those are the words of Jesus. Um, let's, let's pray really quick again. God, thank you that, that we get to read this this story, God, that we have access to it in our hands right now, that we have access to it on our on our phones or computers. I pray that we would love your word and that we would let it change us today. Uh, thank you for your truth in Jesus' name, Amen. Um, so when I was in high school and college, I worked as a window washer, which was a very glamorous job, um, and. Uh, and I, I, met, um, I met many people as I was doing this job. But one guy in particular stuck out to me, but I can't remember his name, so I apologize. So we'll just call him, um, we'll just call him Aaron. 
because that's the name I feel like is, is his name, but it's not. So let's just call him Aaron, right? So this guy, Aaron, was a six, six and a half foot tall guy. Um, he was like this skinny as a rail, massive beard, like three times the size of mine. And lots of tattoos uh, around the same age. So, you know, he was at this point, he was probably in his early 20s. And we started talking one day um, as we were putting water and soap on windows and taking it off the window. And he told me that he was recently out of prison. And and I was like, okay. Um, so, you know, we're talking about that. Like, why? What happened? Why are you? How did you get connected to this company? You know, how am I training you right now? Uh, and so he told me that he had given his life to Jesus while he was in prison and he said, God, Jesus changed my life in such a way that I will never go back to the way that I lived again. And he was like, you know, if you, have you ever met somebody that's just, they're like, like a new Christian is just extra excited, which I want to be extra excited like them all the time. But he was extra excited and, and, and I was like, okay, tell me more about it. Like, how did, how did you hear about Jesus? How did that happen? You know, and he, so he told me about it and he said that he started reading the Bible. Somebody gave him a Bible. Uh, and there was a specific verse that stuck out to him in the Bible, and I want to read it to you. Um, and you've probably heard it before, but it's John eight thirty two. so a couple chapters back from where we were. Um, and it says this, John eight thirty two, And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And he said this, this verse stuck out to him in such a way that he said, I knew that this was true and that I could actually find freedom in this place of bondage, right? Um, and so he said that the, the, there was like a light that shined from this verse to his heart, um, and something just was like, you need to believe this. And, he, and so he put his trust in Jesus, and, uh, and, I, and I have lost connection with him, um, but he, his story, in just a little bit of talking to him, stuck out to me, and I remember him saying that, that verse, and the truth will set you free, right? That verse was enough to say to him, Aaron, you are in bondage. You need Jesus. And so that's what he did. And so what is truth is what I'm asking today. What is truth? Um, Pilate asked the same question uh, a little later from what Jesus said. So we just read John 8, right? The, uh, you will know the truth and it will set you free. And then earlier we read John 18. And, and so Jesus, they have this conversation, this interrogation. And then in verse 38, Pilate asks, what is truth? So Jesus says, I was born and came into this world to tell you about the truth, right? And all who love the truth recognize that what I say is true. And Pilate asks immediately, what is truth? Why did he ask that? Does he actually want to know what truth is? Because apparently truth is standing right in front of his nose. Um, to testify to the truth is, is what Jesus said he was there. Um, and so Pilate responds, what is truth? Um, I love what this commentary says about truth. Barnes Arnold Barnes' commentary says this, truth is a representation of things as they are. Okay, I'm going to read it again because 
when we talk about truth and definitions, it's kind of like there's so much to pull from, I feel like. But just listen, truth is a representation of things as they are, as they truly are, right? Pilate was, Pilate was living out his own truth, wasn't he? The person on the show I watched was living out their own truth and telling people, live out your own truth. Right? But the problem with that is it doesn't answer the question, what is truth? What is, what is equal to truth? Um, spiritually and physically and eternally. Not just, not just, for me, I love, I love Chinese food. Right? That's true for me, right? I'm not talking about that. Like, for each of us, there's different things like that. But what is truth? What is the truth? That's what I'm talking about today. So, um, Truth is, the truth I'm talking about isn't based on your feelings, your tastes, or your opinions, okay? That's subjective truth. We're not talking about subjective truth today. We're talking about um, more than objective truth, um, truth that lasts. There's a word that I'm thinking of, and I cannot think of what the, absolute, absolute truth. That's what we're talking about today. Um... We humans think we can define truth, don't we? If everybody in this room would, at least at one point, we try to define truth our way. Uh, and it, we've done it because we have sin in our lives. Okay, each of us, we're, we're born, uh, like I, I, I mentioned earlier as I was praying, we were knit in our mother's womb by God. We were born into this world, and we sinned. We have three boys, and let me tell you, they sinned very early, <laughs> right? They, they did, and, and it's because that's our nature. Our nature is to sin. Our nature is to change truth, to mean what we want it to mean. So today, I want you to do, I want you to get three things. Number one, have hope that there is truth that is absolute, okay? For some of you, this is old news, but it's a great reminder. Uh, the second thing is connect the dots for our life. How does that connect to me? And then, how do I do something with that now, okay? Connect the dots and then do something with it. Um, Jesus came to testify to the truth. John 8, we just read it. The truth will set you free. Freedom is a big deal, isn't it? To be free of the something from bondage, to be free. And Jesus came so that we could know what truth is. So chapter 8 of, of, of John, again, I'm jumping back. Sorry, I'm jumping back and forth a lot here. But it's good exercise. All right. John 8, verse 34. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who, is, who sins is a slave to sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Come on, isn't that so good? So Jesus explains himself. Sometimes he doesn't in parables, but sometimes he does, and he's explaining himself. You and I are slaves to sin, but there is hope. In the name of Jesus, who is the Son of God, who has brought us, who has come into our world so that we can be set free. Jesus is the truth, right? 
if the truth will set us free, and whoever the Son sets free is free indeed, then Jesus must be the truth, right? The absolute truth. My truth and your truth might be good, but it's not eternally good. Okay? Jesus is only eternally good. Your truth and my truth might be shocking or powerful or might make people cry, but Jesus is all-powerful. Um, he will shake what can't be shaken, it says in Hebrews 12. Um, and then John 14, 6. John 14, 6. I got to look it up because I can't remember what it says. Uh, John 14, 6 says this. Jesus told him, Oh, yeah. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The way and the truth and the life. It's clear that Jesus is the truth. So who is he the truth for? He is the truth for all people. Okay, and this is where, this is where I would say our story kind of comes in, but also... Every Christian story should come in at this point. If Jesus is the truth, I need Jesus, and so do they. So no matter what language you speak or what you struggle with, no matter, no matter what, no matter if you've been taught religion in school or the Bible in school or atheism in school, you still need the truth, no matter what. Um, we need to come back to that every day as Christians, don't we? That Jesus is the truth. And when the world around me is swirling around with all of these truths and, and I turn the TV on and I'm like, what is real? We have to come back to the word of God. Jesus said, I am the truth. The absolute truth. So what does that mean? That means we have to come back to him. Come back to him over and over again because for me, I get sidetracked and I go this way. And then I go this way, and then I go that way, and I have to say, God, I'm coming back to you. Um, God, I don't know what is true at this moment for some reason, but would you show me what is true? And I do believe that God will bring us to a place where we start to understand what is true, right? So from, from this moment on, Jesus, Essie, you can come and play piano. Jesus goes from Pilate. He goes on. He's, he's stripped of everything. He's beaten. They put a crown of thorns on his head. He goes, to, he goes to a Roman torture device and he dies and they nail him to it. And, and he, he does that for all of humanity. For everybody. Right? And then the, the, the part that, that we, that, that I prefer to focus on is him rising from the dead. Three days later. My boys don't get it. And I don't get it. But it's funny how they ask the question, how did that happen? <laughs> how? Like, they've been asking how. By the power of God, Jesus was raised from the dead. That is the answer. And, and it takes faith to believe that, doesn't it? That's the truth. And that's the hope for our entire world. For, for Argent, Argentinians, right? For people in France, for Chinese people, 
for people in Australia and on the smallest insignificant island in, in the Pacific Ocean, the truth for them and the truth for us is that Jesus is the truth. That's the bottom line for you today. Jesus is the truth. Um, three things that we can do with this today. First, accept it, which is easier said than done. Second, let it change you because because even the devil and demons, they know who Jesus is. So they know the truth. Would you believe that? But the, the, where it actually is effective is if you let it change you. And you start, to, you start to say, okay, Jesus is truth. Let me look at my life. Where's the disconnect? Right? You have to let it change you. And the last thing is this, share it. And that is also easier said than done, isn't it? Share it. Bible says, go into all the world and tell the good news to all people. That means Sox Center people and Cross Lake people and people in Beijing and people in, in Seoul, everywhere. Share the good news, right? So God, help us to share the good news. Help us to receive your truth. I just want us to respond um, as he's going to sing um, Build My Life chorus. And as she sings, can we, everybody here online, reflect on this? Um, I don't know what, what um, God is speaking specifically to you, but you know. And so let's just take time as Essie sings. To reflect, you can sing, you can sit, you can stand, whatever you want to do during these next couple minutes, and let's let God speak to us, speak truth into us. <laughs>